Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Right, it's time to talk uh, everything finance, everything money-wise. Joining us on the line now, Kim Silverman, fixed income and currency analyst at the Rand Merchant Bank. Kim, a very good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. And great to have you on board. At, uh, well, we, we, I was mentioning that uh, on this program, we very much would like to, you know, like at this time of the week, get like a financial feel as to what's going on out there. There's plenty going on, much influencing uh, the currency and uh, markets uh, and everything else, so to speak. So l- let's start with the RAND. Where does the RAND find itself now and why? That's uh, quite, a big, quite a big question. The RAND finds itself, sure. last I looked at, around 1930. Um, and there's a whole lot of factors that have led us to this point. It feels to me like a bit of a perfect storm, really. So initially, building up to the sell-off yesterday to 1880, really, I think that was in response to the uh, comments made around a, a total blackout in South Africa. So uh, we also had Sashria coming out saying that any event uh, as a result of a, ter- of a total blackout, would not be insured. Banks came. Uh, you know, banks were also making statements about uh, what they would experience in the in the case of a blackout. So there's been, I think, rising risk of a total blackout, which would be uh, a, a huge risk event for South Africa. Um, and this is at a time when we're heading into elections and winter. So, so the effect that this is having on our uh, economy is, R&B expects that the economy will contract by 0.8 percent this year. Um, and what we're seeing from load shedding is that it's, it's having a dramatic effect on growth and a dramatic effect on inflation. And so, from a currency perspective, usually the Reserve Bank will hike rates in order to protect the rand. When you hike rates, it makes it more expensive to short the currency. Mm-hmm. that protects the rand. Um, but in this scenario, they're in a bit of a dilemma because we're at a tipping point where the hiking of rates is having such a negative effect on growth alongside load shedding. I mean, load shedding is the primary um, uh, culprit there, but interest rate hikes are, are exacerbating that. And that is feeding into a more negative fiscal outlook. So, Mm. International investors holding our bonds are now increasingly concerned about default risks, and that is seeing a capital flight out of our bond and equity market, and that is having a negative effect on the rand. So, perversely, you hike the the interest rate to protect the currency, but we're at this inflection point where hiking can actually is going to become detrimental for the currency. So, there's very it feels as though there's, there's very little we can do to protect. Um, to protect the, the, the value of the rand, um, considering what, what, you know, what's driving it. Well, just um, and, yeah. sorry, Kim. Uh, sorry to cut you short there. Just following on what you've just been uh, outlining uh, earlier on, I read out a report where uh, it quotes the local currency last traded at these levels. What we're seeing now during the height of the pandemic-related mar- market panic that was back in April 2020, and we may now be on a march to break through its worst uh, level ever. That was 19 rand 26. Can you see us going that that way anytime soon? Um, I can see us going going through 20 if the allegations that have been made about us um, selling arms to to uh, to Russia 
Uh, If that is the case, if that's proven to be true, which the U.S. ambassador has said, uh, said he's bet his life on the fact that it is true, Mm -hmm. while our government has stated categorically that it isn't true. So I think looking looking at the outcome there, we've seen it move to 1930 on the back of that and of the fear of sanctions being imposed on South Africa Mm -hmm. as a result. So. Then the market is waiting to see um, if the allegations are true, and I think if they if they are, we'll see the currency moving through twenty. <laughs> okay, one can just sigh at that uh, in a sense and just get you know like pause to get one's breath back to just uh, think. Don't we have enough on our plate right now? But we don't have much time, uh, uh, Kim. We've just got about say a minute left uh, just to uh, elaborate on what you're talking about. You were touching on to. Uh, the markets, uh, I think, uh, just before we you spoke about uh, where the RAND could head now. Exports and imports, uh, how do the markets in, in terms of that look right now? Well, they're not, they're not looking um, as good as they could look. Obviously, we're affected by the amount that we can transport uh, out of South Africa, which is the, our transnet dilemma. So transnet capacity to export is severely dim, uh, diminished. Sure. Um, and Commodity prices are not moving in our favor because we're seeing a very um, muted recovery in China from an sort of infrastructure investment perspective. I think they're trying to boost their consumers, the consumer side of their economy. So the only thing really that I think is coming to our aid is that the U.S. Fed, my, my view is that the banking failures there are the regional banking failures are not over and the Fed will halt interest rate uh, hikes after the after the next 25 basis point hike. And that puts less pressure on, on all emerging markets, but also South Africa. So that is probably the, the one the one bit of uh, reprieve that we have at the moment in this perfect storm. Reprieves is what we, well, many more reprieves, isn't it, is what we would hope for and wish for. <laughs> Kim, thank you so much for joining us uh, this afternoon and just giving us a background as to where we stand financially in this uh, unique day and age of ours. Kim, uh, Kim Silverman, Fixed Income and Currency Analyst at the Rand Merchant Bank.